0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable unto thee, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Sometimes it's hard to get our heads around things. We all know that experience, I suspect. For me, it was in high school. I could not do math to save my life. I still have difficulty with math. I can tell you all about history. I can unpack a poem. There are lots of things that I can do, lots of things that are enjoyable to me. But if I am sat down in front of an algebra problem, I break out into a sweat. And that is because, for me, getting my head around mathematics was a difficult thing to do. It just didn't make natural sense to me. My mind didn't seem to work that way. And when I was growing up, I didn't really have that grasp yet that there might be other ways of trying to interact with a problem, whatever its nature may be, in order to try to figure out a solution to it. Well, when that moment happens, though, when we have that experience, that... We're struggling and we're trying to figure something out and we're trying to get something together and suddenly something clicks. You have the proverbial aha moment. And what are the feelings associated with that? Relief? Joy sometimes? Or just maybe that sense of, oh, I can move on from this now. The point is that we have this natural affinity for wanting to find solution and wanting to find a sense of completion that comes from solving problems. We want to get our heads around things. Well, I ask you to think, looking at it that way, exactly what it must have been like for the apostles in this 40 days before ascension. You have these people who know this incredible truth that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and that by coming from the dead, he crucified our sins for all of time. This is what they were trying to get their heads around. Jesus last week had told them that It was to their benefit that he was going to leave them again because only then would the counselor come. Well, we have the knowledge of who the counselor is, but they didn't. All they know is Jesus is saying that something is going to happen that's going to be to their benefit, but they have no knowledge of what's going on. In short, these poor people must have had a terrible time trying to get their head around the idea of what this risen Lord Jesus Christ Must have been. I don't envy them. Of course, they were there, and they saw it. They experienced it. And so they had a gift that was so profound that none of us throughout the rest of time can really understand it. But I don't envy them because they had to try to piece all of this together. And it was not an easy job. We have here today Jesus saying to them, I have said this to you in figures. The hour is coming that I shall no longer speak in figures, but tell you plainly of the Father. I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you. And the disciples, after listening to this, say, Ah, now you are speaking plainly. Now we know that you, all, that you know all things and need none to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. I have an admission to make. I find that statement very difficult. I find that kind of difficult to swallow. That now they get it. Now they have the understanding. That they've gotten their minds entirely around this idea of exactly who Jesus Christ is. Well, we know in our walks with Christ that we are daily surprised by what we may come to through the grace of the Holy Spirit when we try to walk more closely with Jesus. There is newness that comes every day with every step that we make. How on God's green earth could these guys have figured it all out? I'm sorry, but I have a little bit of a problem with this. And the reason I would, I would say that I have the problem, and I think this is the key, is that when We attempt to know, K-N-O-W, God. It is as if we're in a fight with one hand tied behind our backs. Because as we know, it is sometimes difficult to get your head around things. It is difficult for us to apprehend, to understand, the nature of what God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is. The good news, however, is that Jesus himself and the scriptures give us a clue to how we can approach this problem. In the book of Luke, the the famous story of going on the road to Emmaus, chapter 24, starting at verse 31, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he opened to us the scriptures? He did not say, did not our minds buzz, our thoughts go off, thought bubbles coming up off the top of our heads. It had nothing to do with knowing, and it had everything to do with what the heart told them about Jesus risen among them. Isn't that also true for us? If we think back on the most meaningful moments in our lives, do we tend to remember the ones in which we got our minds around something and that provoked incredible joy, incredible hilarity? No. We think about the times that our hearts were strangely warmed, much the same way that the apostles' hearts were warmed. We think about the birth of a child, We think about that child's face at Christmas, in the dark, hearing the Christmas carols. We also see it at the other end of life. We know that at death we have the privilege of going through a most meaningful experience that is one that we cannot apprehend in knowing, but that we can certainly walk through it with our hearts ablaze in gratitude for a life well lived and for our Lord Jesus Christ walking with us. There are many other experiences like these. The key, the answer, is that we need to be on the lookout, not for having our minds opened to the truth and the reality of Jesus Christ having died for our sins and thrown sin and death into hell itself and locked it away with its very keys, we need to remember that the moments that are most important are not the ones in which we get our mind around something, in which we apprehend, because in the end, our ability to know God, our ability to understand, is flawed. It has to be. We're part of the creation. We are not God. But the one way we can know in quotation marks, is through the gift of the Holy Spirit when our hearts are warmed, when we feel, when we know love, when we know sadness, when we know the sense that God has given us very life and breath and that he lives within us through his Son. It is sometimes hard to get our minds around things? The answer, I believe, is not to try to get our mind around it, but rather to feel it, to believe it. And in so doing, we may know the joy of the risen Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.